Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Beloved family of God, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. We have come this far to the end of Matthew's Gospel. The resurrected Jesus has gathered his disciples together and is about to release them. To release them into the power of the Gospel out into the world. It's what has come to be known as the Great Commission. It's as if the disciples have been in this incubator, this incubator of grace and mercy, learning the ways of Jesus and growing for these years, growing in faith, growing with him to be released out into the world. They've been released to invite people into this life of discipleship, to live their lives in such a way that compel people to become disciples and follow Jesus. Have you ever met someone like that? Have you ever, ever met someone whose love of Jesus was so evident in their lives that it made you want to love Jesus even more? I was talking with my wife Megan this week, wondering about who those people are in our lives, who those people have been that have made us want to follow Jesus more by the way they lived their lives. I wonder who it's been in your life too. I wonder who those exemplars of faith have been in your life that have set you on the course of following Jesus, who've invited you deeper into a life of faith by the way they lived out their faith. For me, it's almost like I had some invisible restraints that were holding my faith Back had to look at a certain way, had my faith had to look uh, a certain way, had to say certain things, had to memorize certain scriptures or listen to certain songs. But when I first met my friend Kim, she lived her faith in this way that didn't pay attention to any of those certain things I felt captive by. Rather, her faith was simply about following the course of the Holy Spirit. She continually told me time and again that it's about being free from these restraints. Being free from having to do these certain things, say these certain prayers, sing these certain songs, or memorize these certain verses. It's simply about loving God and loving our neighbor to be free to do those things. There was a certain permission that she gave to give up those restraints, the restraints of those expectations, and simply to be in God's presence. When I read the Great Commission, I see Jesus giving the disciples that very same permission. Go and make disciples, he's saying. 
Jesus tells them to live their lives in a way that point to Jesus. Go and make disciples. I was thinking this last week through the lens of freeing, the lens of God freeing others to live their lives, to do what they were created to do. I started looking back at the creation story in Genesis. The earth starts as a formless void in darkness. And God says, let there be light. At the end of the gospel, we have the Great Commission, but at the very beginning, back in Genesis 1, we have what I like to call the Great Permission. Right? God says, let there be light. It hinges on this word spoken from God, let. God creates using this one word. God creates saying, let there be light. As if the light has always been there somehow, has always been there waiting for its moment to shine, and then God gives it permission to shine through the darkness. God creates all things using that one little word, let. Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place. Let dry land appear as if the waters had longed to be gathered and the dry land had longed to appear. God continues this speaking creation into existence. Let the earth put forth vegetation. Plants yielding seed, fruit trees of every kind that bear fruit with seed in it, as if there is nothing else that the earth longs to do but burst forth with plants and trees. Each part of creation is given permission to burst forth in life as if that's all creation has longed to do. There's a poet named Kai Miller who wrote a poem called The Book of Genesis that gets at this beautiful aspect of creation, this permission found in creation. He wonders how that permission might extend to us. He writes this. He says, Suppose there was a book full of only the word let, from whose clipped sound all things began, fur and firmament, feather and first whale. And suppose we could scroll through its pages every day to find and pronounce a let meant only for us. I've been thinking about this all week. What it looks like to find and pronounce a let meant only for us. Because I wonder if there are things in our lives that we're holding back for whatever reason. We're holding back because we think that's not what faith should look like, or we think that we have to say certain things or act in certain ways or read certain scriptures or sing certain songs in order to grow in faith, and yet it misses out on the permission that God gives us in creation, the permission that the Spirit gives us at Pentecost to follow the Spirit, outside of the boxes we create for ourselves, outside of the boxes we create for what following God is supposed to look like in our world. 
Much like the disciples were held back before they were commissioned, before they were launched out into the world to share the gospel, like creation was held back before God spoke that first word, let. And gave permission to all of creation to spring forth. Each one of you, when you came in, were given a permission slip. And I know some of you have been wondering... (laughs) was intentional to create a little bit of shroud of mystery around the service this morning. Each of you were given a a permission slip, like uh, an old school permission slip you were given when you had to miss school to go to the doctor. We often think about uh, giving other people permission to do things, especially if we spend Time, if we spend time being responsible for young kids, whether at home or at school or work or anywhere else. But I think sometimes we seldom think about giving ourselves permission to do things. Giving ourselves permission to either do things or not do things. Pastor Aaron and I were talking in so many of the conversations that we have with each other and with others around faith are about these seeming expectations we hold of ourselves or others that faith should look a certain way, that it should act a certain way, it should say certain prayers, it should sing certain songs. And yet when we come into Scripture, when we worship together, God gives us permission. God says, let let us make humankind in their image. Let. It's this freeing word. We can be limited by our own experience or expectations to think that following Jesus can look a certain way or have to fit in those boxes that others have made for us. That praying has to look a certain way, that we have to do certain things or pray certain verses in order to follow Jesus. But God has always been a God of let. So I wonder if we could give ourselves permission to be whatever or whoever God created us to be, and to be free from the burden of other people's expectations. What would it look like to let yourself be who God created you to be? What would it look like to take a page out of God's great permission to find and pronounce a let meant only for you? Think about those places in your life where God might be calling you to explore, but we don't because we don't think that's what faith should look like. Or we don't think that's what, quote, good Christians should do. Anyone ever had that thought? Because what God does in the Great Commission, what God does in the Great Permission is to free us to follow Jesus, to live our lives in ways that makes disciples, that make people excited to follow Jesus through relationship. So I wonder what that permission might look like in your life. It might be something like, this slip hereby entitles me to relax and have fun. This slip hereby entitles me to honor my own needs. This slip hereby entitles me to want what I truly want. This slip hereby entitles me to say no and not feel guilty. 
This slip hereby entitles me to be kind to myself. This slip hereby entitles me to say yes only to the things I truly want to do. I don't know what that permission is in your life. I don't know what those longings in your hearts are for what God created you to be or who Jesus may be freeing you to go there for, as he says in Matthew's Gospel. As people of faith, we believe that God created us in God's own image. And we trust We trust God that when He created us and called us very good, we trust that that is true. So I wonder what permission you may need to give yourself today in a life of faith. I wonder what permission this Holy Spirit may be speaking into your heart to break out of those boxes that have been created for us about the things that we should do or the ways that we should act in faith, what would it look like to be free from those expectations, to live as the people God created us to be, to be free from those, to love God and to love our neighbor, to serve God and serve our neighbor, to be free from those expectations, to be who God created us to be. As followers of Jesus, we believe that God continues to call us out, that God continues to call us to make disciples on the paths we walk in life. May this permission slip be a reminder that God's great word to us is let. God's great word to us is to let our hearts experience the joy that God has created us for to let us be free from the expectations that others may hold on us. To let us be free to love God and our neighbor. May we be blessed to remember that it's God who creates us and sets us free from all that holds us back. May we continue to be relentlessly bold in our love for God and our neighbor. Amen.